Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 18, called Comfort One Another with These Words. Some years ago, there was a preacher in the South. He had had a, uh, what they considered a pretty common heart surgery. He was uh, awake during the procedure. They were going up through his thigh, I believe, to fix a valve or fix uh, his arteries. And all of a sudden, he said, the doctor said to him, I'm so sorry, it's gone wrong. It's just gone wrong. And he said he, he, he just passed out. And he said he found himself walking with the Lord Jesus. He said it was more real or as real than as if he were walking to the store with his wife or a friend of his. He said, I was walking with Jesus in glory, in paradise. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, most assuredly I say to you, today you will be with me, where? In paradise, which is another word for heaven. Hey, I'm telling you right now, today we're going to be hanging out in paradise. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Paradise? Can I get a witness? Today, you'll be with me. Stephen, when he's being stoned, he says, Lord, he sees Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell asleep. To be sure, Stephen went right up to the Lord who was standing, I think, saying, good job, Stephen. Way to fight the good fight. Welcome home. This is the reality for all believers. You see, death is going to be abolished. Go over to verse 51 uh, of 1 Corinthians 15. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We're not all going to die. We all shall be changed. Here's both resurrection and rapture. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, never to spoil again, and we shall be changed. We shall be changed from you know, uh, mortal to immortal. For this perishable must put on the imperishable. This mortal must put on immortality. But when the perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to see your victory. Amen? For the battle belongs to the Lord. And as we were singing that song, I was thinking to myself, it's already won. He already defeated principalities and powers at the cross and through the resurrection. We're just waiting to walk into the fullness of the victory. We've already won. I like to be on the winning side. I always save myself some turmoil and go back to 1 Thessalonians when I record the games of my favorite teams and then someone blows it and tells me the outcome. And I say, would you please... Start to live a quiet life. <laughs> Mind to your own business. But anyway, but if I know the outcome of the game, and let's just say my team won, 
Dodgers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Anyway, uh, I'm so much more at ease when I'm watching the game. Because I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. We fumbled. Doesn't matter because I know the outcome. Oh, we threw an interception. Doesn't matter. Oh, they hit a home run. I don't care. Because we win. We win. So much more relaxing. Would you live your life that way? Oh, I know this happened. I got cut off. I'm sitting on the 91. But we win. Oh, that person's always snarly to me. But you know what? We win. <laughs> I could say more, but we'll leave it. First Thessalonians 4, 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, this is upon the authority of God's word, that we who are alive and remain, or you could render that word survive until the coming that's our Greek word parousia, the second coming of the Lord, shall not precede or go before those who have fallen asleep or died. Now, Paul is going to explain how this is going to work. It's all going to happen at the second coming of Jesus and a little bit more in verse 16. For the Lord himself, not an angel, not a representative, the Lord himself, Jesus himself, will descend from heaven with a shout, a victor shout, a command is the idea of the language, with the voice of the archangel. We know Michael is listed as an archangel in the Bible. And with the trumpet of God. And what's going to happen, brethren? The dead in Christ, here's the order, shall rise first. The resurrection is going to happen at the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And by the way, in my understanding of the Bible, there is one second coming. Now, this is debated among good people who some believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, some believe in a mid and post and pre-wrath and all of this. But I'll just tell you this. There is one return of Christ, one second coming where this all happens. And the rapture will not happen before the resurrection. So any movies that you've seen about the rapture where there's unmanned cars and airplanes that have no pilot and clothes laid out on a bed, where did that person go? And, you know, maybe aliens too, maybe there's this conspiracy and all this stuff. That's really not what the Bible says. The Bible says that when Jesus appears, Revelation 1-7, every eye will see him. It says as the lightning flashes from the east to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So when this event happens of the return of Christ, when he enters back onto the human stage, in the same way that you saw him go up, Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, he will come in like fashion. When Jesus ascended in Acts chapter 1, he, he was uh, hidden by a cloud and he went up. And wherever up is, you know, in dimensions and all of that, this is what the Bible says, he will come down in like fashion. Why do you stand staring up here, staring up into the air? This same Jesus will return in like fashion that he went. And so the second coming is going to be the glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's going to be called the day of the Lord. And we'll study it in the very next chapter. It's his day. And here's what's going to happen on that day. 
The Lord is going to appear in all his glory, all his angels with him. He's going to rescue his people through a resurrection and a rapture, pull them out like Noah was pulled out of the world when the flood came and like Lot was, and his family was pulled out of Sodom before the fire and brimstone came. And here's basically what we have. The Lord appears, he pulls his people out, rescues them, and then pours the judgment on the world. Just like it was in the days of Noah, just like it was in the days of Lot, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Everybody with me? But the rapture will not happen apart from the resurrection. In fact, we just read, the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, this, this was the question that the Thessalonians had. They're, they're like, well, what about our dead loved ones? Have they missed this glorious return that Paul was teaching us about? You know, what, what, is, what is the order? How is this going to work? Will I see them again? Will, have they missed out on the splendor and majesty of this event? And Paul's answer is, oh no. In fact, they are very much advantaged, not disadvantaged. They're going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the clouds. So they're going first. You might hold on to an ankle. I don't know how it's going to work if you're one of the raptured people. But there is a close association between resurrection and rapture. They are pretty much, you know, one, two, very close. Then we who are alive and remain, look at verse uh, 17, shall be caught up. Now see that phrase caught up? That's the Greek word harpazo, H-A-R-P-A-Z-O. And this is where we get the idea of a rapture. Rapture is a Latin word, and it's only found in the Latin version of the Bible or the, the Vulgate version. Okay, that's where we get the idea of rapturo or rapture. The word has kind of some meaning of uh, violence to it as, as if someone is kind of violently pulled away. But it can have a positive. Let me just read a note from F.F. Bruce. The verb for caught up or harpazo or rapture implies violent action sometimes to the benefit of its object, as when Roman soldiers snatched Paul from the rioters in the Jerusalem council chamber, Acts 23.10, or when the male child in the apocalyptic vision was caught up to God to preserve him from the red dragon, Revelation 12.5. It is used in Acts 8.39 of the spirit snatching Philip away after he witnessed to the Ethiopian eunuch, and of Paul's being caught up to the third heaven or paradise in 2 Corinthians 12, 2, and 3. And so it's going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, before you could even blink your eye. Bam! Jesus appears and whoosh! And we're going to, wow! I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but, you know, think cool roller coasters. and I don't know. This is going to be a snatching away. And we're going to be together with them. And earlier he said he's going to bring them with him. That is, those who have died. We're going to be together with them in the clouds. These are not rain clouds. These are glory clouds. Exodus 19, uh, other places like Exodus 40. It's the glory clouds. It's the Shekinah. 
We're gonna be in the midst of the glory, like the Mount of Transfiguration, when the Father's voice comes down on the mountain and Jesus is changed before them. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about glory. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, and of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And of Paul's being caught up to the third heaven or paradise in 2 Corinthians 12, 2, and 3. And so it's going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, before you could even blink your eye. Bam! Jesus appears and whoosh! And we're going to, I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but, you know, think cool roller coasters and I don't know, this is going to be a snatching away. And we're going to be together with them. And earlier he said he's going to bring them with him. That is those who have died. We're going to be together with them in the clouds. These are not rain clouds. These are glory clouds. Exodus 19, uh, other places like Exodus 40. It's the glory clouds. It's the Shekinah. We're going to be in the midst of the glory, like the Mount of Transfiguration, when the Father's voice comes down on the mountain and Jesus is changed before them. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about glory. We're talking about being caught up in the midst of glory. Not rain clouds where you're saying, well, we have umbrellas. But in glory. And we're going to all be together. And what do you think we're going to be doing? Something like this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see your victory. <laughs> I saw your victory. Yeah. Things are going to be a little excitement. A little like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Moses. Nice to meet you, brother. Come on. This is exciting. And the word to meet is an interesting word because the word meet, it's pontison in Greek. It was used in ancient times of meeting an incoming dignitary at the edge of town and walking him back into the destination. Now, that meaning doesn't have to be forced on this text, but that's why some people believe that the meeting that takes place will then accompany Jesus to the earth. This is just peripheral things to consider. There's others that say, no, we'll meet him and go back to heaven for a time as he judges the world. It all depends on your timing of all of this and your view of the last days. But here's where Pontison is also used. At midnight, Jesus says, Matthew 25, 6, there was a shout, behold, the bridegroom comes, let's come out to meet him. That's the word Pontison. And so I want to show you, before we do the closing verse, one other place to look. It's Matthew 24, 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's the first book of your New Testament. Let me just show you how Jesus affirmed this order. Matthew 24. He was asked the question by his disciples, when will be your coming? What will be the sign of your return, the end of the age? And here's what he says. Go down to Matthew 24, 27. Just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man, Jesus, be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the glory clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Not Greg Laurie, great glory. Although I think Greg Laurie will be there too. And he will send forth his angels. I, I believe here's the caravans with a great trumpet. There's that trumpet again we saw in 1 Thessalonians 4. And they, the angels, will gather together who? His elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. This is what Jesus said. This is what Paul says. This is what Peter says. Back to 1 Thessalonians 4. And this is why we can comfort one another with these words. You know, the word for cemetery is the word for sleep in 1 Thessalonians 4. A cemetery is a place for sleeping. But remember, the soul never sleeps we do not believe in soul sleep. That is not a biblical doctrine. The body looks like it's sleeping because the eyes are typically shut. But the body is just waiting for a reuniting. And there is an intermediate state. I don't know what all that looks like. But when the Lord returns, this type of place, there are graves that are going to open. I don't know how it all will work. But at the command of the Lord, at the victor's shout, it'll be something like we saw at the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth! And the tomb could not hold him. Amen? And at the command of the Lord, we're going to rise. That person that you have laid to rest, at least their body, they're going to rise. And by the way, it would appear at about the age of 18... I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm thinking. In their prime. And there's evidence from the resurrection body of Jesus that we get to eat without losing, without worrying about losing weight or calories. Can you imagine eating whatever you want and you don't have to worry about calories? Some of you say, I already do that. If you already do that, shame on you. I covet your metabolism. I used to be able to eat a burrito at midnight and not worry about it anymore. I look at the burrito and I gain five pounds. It's wrong. It's part of this fallen world. But I have great comfort for you. You're going to rise. You're going to be new. And you won't have to worry about calories anymore, apparently. I know it's probably not high on the priority list, but for me it matters. It's part of my eschatology. <laughs> now, brethren, on a serious note, <laughs> these are tidings of great joy. 
Because this picture behind me is one of the hardest places I've ever stood. Truth be told, it's tough. I did a memorial service uh, at a graveside for a young man, and it was, it was so hard. He was in his early 20s and heard his dad say goodbye to him. And like, man, it's hard stuff. But to be able to say no for us, that's just seeing a little bit. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? We have hope. And Jesus Christ is our hope. Father, thank you so much for your living word, these hopeful words. We can comfort one another with these words. We are going to see every person that has died in the Lord again. They are just waiting for us. And it's just a matter of time. And we don't have to be afraid. Because the fear of death is conquered in the hope of Christ. You've been listening to Comfort One Another with These Words, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 9-18. through 18. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program or any of Pastor Michael's teachings in 1 Thessalonians so far, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. So who is Michael Lance? Well, I'll tell you. He's the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. So if you live anywhere in Southern California, we'd love it if you joined us at one of our church services or Bible studies or any of the many events we do throughout the year. You can stay up to date by downloading the Living Truth app. And the Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael with some final words. Well, I love the fact that when Paul teaches about eschatology, the end times, the day of the Lord, there's a practical benefit of it. Not only is it exciting to hear about eschatology and the return of Christ, but it's also beautiful to comfort one another with these words. You see, the triumphant return of our Lord is a comforting thought. For the believer. Now, if you're not a believer right now, you might be a little bit like, uh, oh, wow, he's coming. And I hope that that's motivation for you to be right with the Lord. Even if he doesn't come in our lifetime, you're going to stand before the Lord one day, my friend. And I pray that you'd stand cloaked in the righteousness of Jesus. You say, what does that mean? That sounds like Christianese to me, Pastor Michael. Here's what it means it means that you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And his death on the cross, his righteousness, his sacrificial death, his resurrection has been applied to you because you trusted in him and him alone for your salvation. Why don't you make sure that you do that today? If you're not sure, God forbid, if you were to die tonight, where you would end up, make sure you know that comfort and you can pass it on to others. Now, we're going to be speaking about this triumphant return of Jesus and the day of the Lord in our next message. And I would encourage you to be tuning in and maybe tell a friend, hey, tomorrow on Walk in Truth, they're going to talk about the day of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus, the rescue of believers and the wrath of God. That's what it's about. And it's really intriguing. And I want to encourage you to make sure you tune in right here tomorrow. 
Now, Brad Dacus, I've been telling you, is coming to Living Truth, where I serve as senior pastor, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Brad Dacus, founder of the Pacific Justice Institute, great uh, lawyer, advocate for churches and Christians all over the world, and uh, a great teacher. Brad's going to speak at our two Sunday morning services on October 18th, Sunday morning, 9 and 11.15 a.m. The church is at 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Now, you can watch the live stream at 9 a.m. on our YouTube channel, but I would encourage you to come and fellowship with the saints and come and encourage Brad and listen and receive from him. He's going to be talking about our destiny and how we as believers need to be involved in our culture and bring the light and hope of the gospel. We need to vote. We need to be aware of what's going on. We need to examine everything carefully and hold fast to that which is good. Now, you can get info and directions on the church, uh, the service times, and much, much more when you download the Living Truth app in your app store, look for the red logo with the pillars, or go to walkintruth.com. Well, God bless you. We'll catch you right here tomorrow for the day of the Lord. One more thing before we go. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and how to apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please consider becoming a monthly partner. You can give your donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, called The Day of the Lord. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.